This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should. Uh, we're back here uh, with Cole and Robbie, our new co-hosts, and we're really excited about that. Uh, before I get into the actual podcast, let's talk about some business. Uh, there are a bunch of ways you can support our podcast, and one of them I really wanted to emphasize today is following us on Instagram. Uh, we always appreciate those who are hitting us up and, and commenting on our posts and all that stuff, and it's just a really good way to follow us and see what we're up to. Uh, even yesterday, or was it this morning? I forget. I'll get to it in a second, but uh, we talked about uh, last week's What Whiskey Would You Choose and kind of put it to a vote on um, on Instagram, so that was kind of fun. Great way to support us. Uh, there are other ways to support us, including patreon.com slash chill filtered. Support us in a monetary way. We're so grateful, as always, for those who support us through Patreon. Uh, I think that's about it for the business, but let's get to the podcast. All right, Robbie, how's it going this week? It is going so well. It has been a phenomenal, well, it's been a busy week, and I think this was kind of my, I can't wait to get to Thursday, because once I get to Thursday... Uh-huh. I'm kind of done and I can chill. And as soon as we get to the, actually specifically to the recording. So it's been a busy week, Mm -hmm. but it's good. You know, um, kind of funny. We had a lot going on. We adopted a dog this week and that's right. Yeah. We got a big old moose is his name. And he's, um, he's a hundred pound yellow lab. And, uh, he had to get fixed before he came home. And he uh, Mm -hmm. doesn't have to wear a cone of shame because he's too fat to lick himself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which i'm like oh that's awesome yeah yeah so uh that's great yeah so but he's fitting in awesome with the family like you know we had we got him back last night for the first time the girls love him and he's like the sweetest Aww. sweetest most gentle dog and um cole will remember because um you know we've been friends for a while but he is the spirit mm-hmm. of our old golden retriever buddy yeah and you know it's kind of one of the things we wanted so we we adopted a dog this week amara started uh basketball this week specifically tonight nice. and it's been but it's been like they only gave us five players and i'm like that's not enough because people get sick kids can't these girls can't they're fourth grade they can't run the entire game so that's been Seriously. a little yeah it's been a little stress trying to get that figured out and seeing what we'll do there and then other than that it's just been you know waiting to talk to you and and have a drink how's your week been yeah it's good. Hey, but wait, but wait, real quick. Oh. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about moose. Okay, moose. Um, Backing up to moose. So, so did your twins? Did they know Buddy? They Buddy passed away when they were about. I want to say four months old. Around oh, there. Oh, it's yeah. so sad. So we had pictures with him. So like Buddy was the sweetest, mm-hmm. like quintessential golden. Oh retriever. my goodness, um, loved him. He was just like your pet. Like the girls would be like, you know, they're tiny they're just grabbing out and pulling his hair he's like you're touching me i love it thank you you know just like so in yeah. love. like he was yeah so they would lay on he was such a chill dog too oh he was he was the coolest i said well except yeah. for his his last year he was like i'm old about ready to go i don't care he was like start stealing hot dogs from amara and stuff like that. he just he just didn't care oh. i'm like and we were he was so, he's one of those he, old guys yeah he was, he was old enough he's like well, we'll let him get away with it you know so yeah so Moose has Buddy's character, so this is their this is like oh, their first big dog. So, what is uh, OPP Popowitz? What does he think? OPP Popowitz are little ten uh, pound Shih Tzu. Uh, the first time they met Moose, doesn't realize how big he is, and he put a full hundred pounds of dog nose right into Opie's crotch, and Opie was not having any of it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like. He just, he avoids Moose. Like, Moose was standing at the mm-hmm. bottom of the stairs, and Opie's like, I'm just staying upstairs. Like, he went halfway down, ran back up my I walked back up with the tail between like, I'm just not going near him. But Moose is sweet. Like, he oh, that's like, funny. Other than, you know, I I guess if you put 100 pounds of pressure into my crotch, I might avoid you too. <laughs> but it was, yeah. 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 But, Makes uh, sense. But uh, Moose is so sweet too. So Opie's not having it yet, but I, th- I have a feeling he'll warm up. Yeah, he'll warm up. Opie is also used to being the king of the house, so oh yeah, sure. He's asserting his dominance right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, the other thing I almost forgot too. The other cool thing this week, I think, like the one of the my favorite things this week was. Yeah, I feel like, man, like 
I, I made it kind of, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Been, I, I just, I feel more the community with chill filtered. I don't think we've been a, for sure, you know, we've been a little more active on, um, Instagram or I've been able to be active on Instagram and kind of getting to talk mm-hmm. to people. Um, and what's the bourbon badgers name again? Uh, Caleb Olson. Caleb Olson. Yes. You know, like randomly I got the courier from you this week, which is, you know, I was expecting that, but then the courier also had, Mm -hmm. uh, samples from Caleb. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, I'm this, he's the man, this may not be the world's premier preeminent whiskey podcast, but Mm -hmm. I just got free whiskey, you know? So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I feel totally supported. And then like on top of it, just like the stuff on Instagram, like Caleb commenting on a lot of stuff, um, you know, trying to kind of post a little bit of things on there that kind of get discussions going, kind of have the community. I know, uh, even the, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big football fan. So like a lot of my drinking of revolves around rituals like football. And so even just posting stuff Mm -hmm. this weekend about the Seahawks fan, I know, um, Adams beating my Eagles, beating the Eagles. Yeah. Adams other, yeah. but Adams, you know, other, other gig with the, uh, produ- engineering and producing, what, um, uh, female AF comments stuff yeah. on there. And I, I, for I life, think it's woman AF woman AF. No, it's, I think it's, it's female. Oh, okay. Fe- I'm pretty sure it's female AF. I think it's woman, but I, no, we love that podcast. No, I've actually listened to them and they're great. It is great. No, I've listened to it. No, here's the thing though. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's female AF. Cause I was like, I like, why well, I haven't heard, like they had the first episode out new year's and I haven't listened to anything since. then. I was like, well, they've got to be going out soon. And this was a couple of days ago before the, I think the new episode dropped yesterday, but uh, I mm-hmm. put in woman AF and I think it was like some like German, uh, Vogue magazine thing. So I'm, <laughs> you know, on break, all day, and I'm positive we're going to have a commercial for my break. But anyway, they were commenting on yeah. stuff. One of them's a Seahawks fan like me, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, back to Caleb, I know, and a lot of the listeners are probably from are from Wisconsin. My Seahawks play mm-hmm. Green Bay this weekend. A little nervous about that. Uh, visions of 2005 and Al Harris just intercepting and, and ruining take pick six and OT from Matt Hasselbeck. So a little nervous. I, feel, <laughs> I have a feeling my run, uh, my Seahawks run might come to an end. Uh, but either way, I'm happy because you know who who doesn't love who can, why how could you not love Green Bay? But anyway, yet I digress. Yeah. It's been a I, Cole to answer your question. It's been a good week. How has your week been, Cole? It's good. Yeah, I was stoked. Um, uh, I actually, uh, Caleb uh, warned me that the courier was on his way to me. uh, And I didn't warn, I I don't know if you knew, Robbie, but I think it was completely out of the blue for you. I didn't tell you because I wanted it to be a surprise from Caleb. Um, Caleb sent some really nice samples over and we're like, Caleb, let me, let me speak directly to you. Thank you so much for just who you are we uh, we love you we love that episode you did for us we love everything about you thank you so much for the samples this week um yeah i'm excited we i literally counted it up uh just right before recording right now and we have over 20 episodes lined up for uh, mm-hmm. the next you know basically five months um more than that really we probably have six months lined up so that's pretty exciting um yeah keep in there we're we're gonna try to warn people uh in the future and we'll have to pick a what we're gonna do next week uh, but we'll figure that out at the end of the episode um but yeah it's been a good week i i um kind of settling back into work after the holiday break which has been good i got a few fun projects um and actually that's one of the really cool things i like about my company Mm -hmm. is like i can like take on these projects that yeah. I'm like really interested in sometimes. Nice. And that's like super fun for me because I enjoy what I do, but I really enjoy it when I can go in a direction that I want with it sometimes. So I got something cool this week or a few weeks ago, but I've been working on it this week. That's like super exciting for me. So, um, I'm digging that. Um, it is, let's see what else is going on in my life. Uh, nothing really. I'm excited. Um, I'm going, I guess I like put it on my calendar at work that I am going to Orlando in July oh, nice. and my wife and I are going to Disney World. Uh, Have you ever be been to Disney World? Especially. You ever been there? I've been, I've been once or twice or, or tens of hundreds of times. No, the no. wife is like 30 <laughs> times. I've yeah. probably been there five times, but it's uh, awesome. which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's like great to like be a part of, um, 
I don't know. They they like really want to make it magical for you, and which is, is something it I've totally come to is. appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like when I go there, it used to be like, oh, the rides are okay and the food's okay. But then when you like really dig into Disney World, you can find amazing things. So mm-hmm. highly recommended if you have, especially if you have a Heather type person in your life <laughs> who's willing to show you every turn and shortcut to the best food uh, and the awesome. best stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. good. No, I've, I was yeah. never a big Disney person. And then we went a couple years ago mm-hmm. and like when Amara was five and. Oh, that's great. Um, I was like. This is the this is it's the most magical place in the world. It's so amazing. Like just hook, line, and sinker got me. It is fun. So oh, that's exciting. It's so, crazy. So that's July. Yeah, that'll be early July. There you go. And then um that's my big PTO. But then it's not that big. I'm only out for four days totally or of work. Um, but I was given like oodles of PTO this year. Like oodles. And um <laughs> Yeah. Is that what it says? And on your I don't know stub? what to do with myself. What's, yeah, yeah, it says like uh, PTO days, oodles. <laughs> yeah. And then basically, um, what was I? Uh, I have, yeah, oodles more than the, than the four I'm going to use. And so I'm going to like, I was like looking up flights to like Seattle or like, I was like, hey, Boise's like under a hundred round trip. Okay. And I'm like, no, I can't go without Heather. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I could. You could. Uh, we'll talk about this, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> it would, you but, see, at this uh, point, it would be more like... A pseudo business, business event. Yeah, business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I love Boise. So yeah. we'll just have to make a stop or two at um, Big City and, and Boise Fry Company and all my favorite places and yeah, Java Downtown. Sure. And anyway, that's that's the biz about Boise. Um, I guess anything else you wanted to shoot the breeze about? Yeah. I, I mean, I basically, that's my week for you, I guess. Yeah, I do want to take a second and just uh, point out the fact that mm-hmm. I am an idiot. Uh I, well, you were talking, I was looking on my phone, and it is woman AF. You are correct. It was Yeah! <laughs> female AF is the, like, German Vogue magazine. Oh, uh, that's funny. Like, yeah, another lady's like, I can't find this. So, anyway, yeah, but you were right. I was wrong. But um, nah, do we want to talk about our, w- which whiskey would you choose poll this week first? Do you want to do, do that? Or do we want to wait till we get to the segment? No, let, yeah, let's wait till the segment. I think because I am yeah, dying to talk about spot. it. I'm dying to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you have something to say for I sure. Do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, um, I guess we'll close it out there for our um, shooting the breeze today. We're drinking. Uh, I don't even think I mentioned it the whole oh, episode so far. Yeah. We are drinking a Lowland Scotch. Uh, from you know the the southern portion of Scotland, and it is from the distillery Akintoshan. <laughs> and I looked up how to pronounce that, and I got it right. Um, and, and I had it right. Perfect. What were you saying? Are you sure it's not female? Yet? No, never mind. It's Akintoshan. Okay, <laughs> I'm just horrible with it. No, it's funny. I was making little I'm notes. Pretty sure it's Akintoshan. <laughs> no. I was making little notes for the show, and I just like would just scribble letters like I don't know. So anyway, good job, good job <laughs> looking at that. Cool. That's why you're the brains. Thank you. Oh no, it's all good. Um, so yeah, we are drinking the Akintoshan Special Edition, uh, and it's pretty much only sold in duty free shops. Pretty much, it's also sold in the distillery, apparently. Um, but it is the Akintoshan Heartwood. Uh, it's Lowland Scotch. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, before we get into the history, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> guys it's adam here sorry it's been so long since you've heard my sultry sultry voice hey i want to tell you about another mortarbox media podcast that you could be listening to i happen to know for a fact that not everyone who listens to this podcast is a male and we have a podcast here at mortarbox media that is a little more female focused it is called women af it's hosted by two fr- two friends three friends They share stories, they talk about what it's like being a woman in the workplace, especially in creative fields, and they all share an entrepreneurial spirit. You can find new episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else awesome podcasts are found. Or you can visit them at womenafpodcast.com. Welcome back 
to Chill Filtered. Uh, we're going to get into the history of Akintoshan Heartwood. Um, and so I'll kind of dig into it for uh, the time being. Uh, it is a lowland, and the lowland. I wanted to go into some history on the lowland region of Scotland. Now it makes sense that that is the lower end of the mainland oh, Scotland. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, there's Isla, which is the western, <laughs> like a western island, and then there's like uh, the the Highlands. Speyside is you know the upper end. So okay. uh, it's it, it was separated in um, you know a long time ago by this the Highland line. And apparently that line was originally set to suppress Gaelic culture from spreading too far south. I thought that was interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, Scotland is known for their uh, distillation in general. Probably one of the most rooted staples of Scottish culture is, is Scotch whiskey. And the lowlands are the most populated portion of Scotland, which is interesting. So it's like... Uh, like and I gl- looked into... Is that like Glasgow kind yeah. of area and all that? Glasgow and Edinburgh are the two most populated cities in Scotland, and they are both in the lowland area. Um, And so it's like very densely populated down there. And so, but they're only basically, there are more, but the basic, like like the big three lowland distilleries are Akintoshan, Glenkinchy, and Bladnock. Uh, And I thought about it, like, why so few? There's like... There's oodles. Uh, I guess I should probably find a better word. There are <laughs> like <laughs> there are like fifty plus. Uh, yeah, I'm like there's oodles. Every it's like the new new word for anything. Oh man. Um, but yeah, there there's like fifty plus Highland slash Speyside distilleries, and there's like ten uh, Islas or so. There's like eight to ten. Um, and and yet there's only three big Lowland distilleries, and and so I I looked into it, mm-hmm. and um. There used to be like a hundred lowland distilleries, mm-hmm. um, and in 1993 there were only two. Um, and towards so what I looked into said so basically towards the late 1800s, Highlands uh, and Speysides were increasing in their influence, and so blending was really the thing that that started to take down um, lowland distilleries. And so single malts, uh, which means that they didn't blend with other distilleries. Uh, they, you know, it all came from like one distillation yeah. season with a, um, with one distillery basically. And, and I don't know if that's actually, I think I'm using the distillation season regarding bonded bourbon. So it's basically, um, single malt needs to be malt, uh, scotch single. I mean, it basically needs all malt and they are, um, like all, what is it called? Um, barley and it needs to be in one single distillery. And so blending was basically a huge then, and it's sort of huge now. Uh, you basically take multiple uh, distilleries uh, juice and blend it and then really get what you're looking for in terms of product and then sell it. And so back in the late 1800s, that was definitely a thing. And that was actually where most uh, distilleries got like a good amount of their money from was blenders buying their juice oh. as opposed to like them aging their own stuff just to okay. sell it right from their own place. Um, so, so when Highlands went up in popularity, a lot less people were actually using blends that were from Lowland blends or Lowland juice. And it started to give Lowlands a bad rep in comparison to Highlands and Speysides. And so the interesting thing was, is that basically it started to kill off Lowland, um, scotch. But then on top of that, we have the populated areas like glasgow and edinburgh mm-hmm. um and so most people are like those those areas are expanding in population and so people are trying to buy up all that land and live in that area and so those hundred or so distilleries that were in lowland scotland uh were eventually just sold for the land and so people were like you know like taxes went up and all that stuff and people were just like i can't keep up and my land's worth mm-hmm. something to all these people that are moving around me so a lot of people sold that. Meanwhile, in Highland Scotland and and in like Isla, for example, that wasn't the problem. That is so sparsely populated in the Highlands that it's just that wasn't even a question that like your land is worth something. Like there's land like three stones throws from that distillery that no one's using, you know. So it's uh pretty interesting how lowlands started to fade. Um but there are those three now and they're and apparently they're making a comeback. Um and so yeah, I guess I like went off my notes for a while. Um, yeah, I did pretty well. Look at that. Yeah. Um, 
So lowlands are typically not peated. And the reason for that is that uh, the the coal mining industry was pretty big in that in the southern Scotland. Okay. Uh, and so coal is like the counterpart of peat in the malting process. And so they, you know, you could use one or the other and they had enough coal where it, you know, could go without the peat. And so that prevents all that smokiness that you'll oh. typically get in a isla, especially. And some, some highlands do uh, peat for sure. Okay. Uh, the Akintoshan Distillery is located uh, outside of Glasgow in a city called Clydebank. And the name uh, translates to, quote, corner of the field, unquote, in uh, original Gaelic. Um, it is now owned by Beam Suntory. Uh, the distillery was built in um, 1800 on the dot. Uh, very proud fact of... Um, Akintoshan, as well as kind of a semi-standard among uh, lowland uh, distilleries, is that Akintoshan triple distills every drop of liquid that they sell. And that is not the standard typically. You know, you'll see in Highland uh, single malts especially, uh, you'll see it is uh, double distilled only twice. And we talked about on the episode with uh, Glenn Grant, they have a really crisp product. Uh, It's very like... uh, very honey and like mm-hmm. very just like a very clean taste um and what they use for glen grant is double distillation but they use a very tall still which basically like only takes the 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 purest of uh, vapors from the alcohol and converts that into more of the alcohol comes out and less of the flavor sometimes until it gets aged um, same goes for triple distillation but in a different way you're going to get basically irish whiskey triple distills uh, mostly like the standard typically is that irish whiskey triple distills and so you usually get that crisp appley pear like um qualities to a triple distilled barley whiskey um and so i have a feeling i haven't sniffed this or mm-hmm. sipped this yet but i have a feeling that this is going to be very similar to irish whiskey yeah um, I, I'm yeah. super excited so, to open this up. Go ahead. Too. It's definitely it's dark. Well, I got. Are we going to get into this now? Are you? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm almost done. Okay. I'll let um, you finish. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, let's see. Yeah, I've been skipping notes today, but I really did like a lot of research on it. Um, and so I feel good about what I said. Uh, yeah, the Akintoshan <laughs> has twelve. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um. They have they have 12, 18, and 21-year single malts at Akintoshan, and they have a few other special additions, um, which I won't get into. Uh, the one we're drinking today, the Akintoshan Heartwood, uh, is 86 proof. Uh, the This is a distillery, online, or duty-free option. It's not super like widely available anywhere else. You really can't find this at Total Wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of cool. This is actually from Adam. Adam had a friend that bought him this oh, nice. as they were internationally traveling. And I imagine this was at Heathrow. If I were to guess, he found it at Heathrow um, Airport. and um, But they call it heartwood to represent inner wood that impacts the scotch. Like the depth of the wood is basically why they called it that. Okay. And so what they do is they, you know, like triple distill it, but they age it in two types of um, casks. They use sherry butts, Oloroso sherry butts. Hey. Um, yeah. It reminds me of Hubba Hubba dog butts. Whoa, watch it. <laughs> but, um, okay, so st- and, back up for just, I said watch it because now I'm going to change it right now because that's my wi-fi password thanks cole no one needs to know well, they, well here's the yeah but then i say hey watch it and i'm like oh now i gotta explain myself oh and then people are gonna hop on yeah like every, all these people are gonna show up and start using my wi-fi now now you gotta change it to cole and heather 15 or something like that <laughs> sure do you know that our wi-fi password involves amara's name i think you've mentioned that before i think when we were in colorado you mentioned that yeah, and it's always been that way. Yeah, I think and we also use the Wi-Fi password or the Wi-Fi name, the Funtime Pizza Club, which I believe you use as well. Um, no, that is like what we just label stuff in general for the household is oh, our household's cool. Funtime Pizza Club. Um, it's a great name. I think my new password now is going to be Hubba Hubba Sherry Butts, which my wife's going to probably Ooh. be like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, I just I just like stuff with a sherry butt finished," and that probably won't yeah. help the cause. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just one one phrase at a time. Look at one, this. That's huge what I do. Digression I we get when you just say sherry butts. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hubba hubba sherry butts. <laughs> and, and so they use Oloroso sherry butts um, and they use charred bar- bourbon barrels as well. They do double uh, maturation in each barrel or each cask. Uh, it is no age statement. But it is around seven years, as they believe. Um, total wine price is uh, not available. Uh, but most things I saw online were in British pounds. But secondary prices I saw for American purchases of a one liter bottle uh, were around 40 bucks. So not too expensive. Um, kind of a good option in terms of price, especially for a liter. You know, you're getting uh, 33% more than your average 750 um and that's all the history i got what do you say we pop this thing yeah well, i didn't think you'd ever shut up cool so hey i am i know right <laughs> i'm super excited to get into this one yeah yeah no cork pop today because we are both sharing uh sample bottles uh, so this is basically we're gonna call it from adam rosted so I'm going to pour a little bit into each of my... Uh, oh, I got new glasses. I, I think Ooh, I showed them on yeah. Instagram. Um, but they're like Glen Cairns with really like cool, long-stemmed Glen Cairns, basically. Uh, so I, I love them. They make me feel even fancier than a Glen Cairn. So pouring in now. Ooh, oh, man. What you getting? Oh, I don't know, but I'm getting it strong. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's there. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting. Oh wow! It's yeah, a, I, I I sense the cherry or the sherry butts a oh, little bit. Yeah, cherry. I'm getting like a like a more like a, maybe like a cherry blossom. I don't know something floral know. for sure. It's floral, yeah. Oodles, yeah. Cole. Oodles of floral notes. Oodles of florals. Man. Yeah, I can't put my. Yeah, I'm getting a little. Go ahead. I just can't put my finger on it, but it is just strong and pleasant. It's like one of the, mm-hmm. oh, that's like one of the most fragrant noses I've gotten on a whiskey in a long time. Mm. Yeah. It's potent. Yeah. And it's not potent in an alcohol way. It's like no. there's a lot going on flavor wise. I'm getting hints of uh, honey and pear Okay, uh, mixed with that sherry is really showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And... Mm. Yeah, pears and almost like a dried apricot okay, uh, yeah. on this one. I can I, just, I uh I can get the pear a little bit by when you say apricot, I can, a dried apricot. I, f- I definitely can get that. I can see that a lot. Yeah, this almost smells to me like a good uh Glenmorangie, like uh sherry finished Glenmorangie or even a, a Macallan. This very much smells like uh even Macallan like 12. This smells a lot like um uh, but it's a little more yeah, it's a little more potent in terms of like power behind it yeah there's a um, lot there it's just and it just it just comes right out there you can't miss it i mean i i can't nail it i can't put my finger on exactly what i'm getting but it is beautifully just potent it's oh it's good so you go for a sip and i want to talk about the color because the color goes into a little more than normal for this one um so it has an amber um Amber orange, a little bit of darker, almost like you would expect from a sherry finished uh, scotch. But they added color, which you're allowed to do in Scotland. Uh, uh, you are allowed to add, but it is caramel color, which has no flavor and apparently no impact on the actual taste and smell. Um, but it is legal to add a certain, it, there's like a code, it's like E150 yeah. caramel coloring or something like that. And uh, it's just for the looks. But I don't know why you would I do it. I, me neither. You know, like, especially with a nose like that, I'm mean, like, that is distinct enoughness. Like, just mm. off the nose, you know you're getting something special, you know? And so I don't know why you would do it. And it's, it's. I mean, even when we hold up to the light, it's fairly light, too. So it's not yeah. like that. I mean, they may not, must not, I don't know how much, I mean, unless it's coming out looking like a, a vodka, that's, I don't know why you would add color to it, because it is, I mean, it's not a lot of color added to it anyway, I would think. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You just take a sip yet? Yeah, I did. So I'm definitely getting, like, it, I, and this is a hard one to put. I'm not getting anything that really stands out. Um, in general, I'm kind of getting, um, like, apricots, maybe some mm-hmm. sort of, uh, some sort of, like, a dark fruit. I don't know, plums. Like a, like a raisin. Raisins, maybe. Yeah, I'm not, mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it, but it's there. I do get... 
That was a good note. Yeah. I, the one that you helped me get. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you were on to something. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, you got me in the right direction. But I definitely, I'm, it's got a bitter aftertaste, though. I do know that. So it's. I would say mm-hmm. the nose is phenomenal. It's exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. The You know, the aftertaste is definitely not my favorite, but that nose is, oh, man. I would buy it just for the nose. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There is a bitter finish to this and it's right at the end. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like when it starts to fade, it's like all of a sudden it drops off a cliff and it's just like, all yeah. right, now it's going to like fizz in your mouth almost. Yeah. Um, what do you think about if you were to taste this blind, would you think more scotch or more Irish whiskey? Ooh. Um, cause I'm, I'm definitely leaning scotch personally I, but it's well let me ask you a good mix okay so i'm fairly positive i don't know if you know this or not but i my favorite one of my favorite scotches is balvaney 12 and balvaney mm-hmm. is in glasgow if i'm correct so that would be a lowland as well right balvaney is a oh man i got the cough balvaney is a duff town um but i don't know where exactly where duff town is okay. but i believe it's a space side is it okay yeah so mm-hmm. i mean in general, that's kind of because they do they do a lot of the. I think the twelve does the sherry butts as well, and so it's kind mm-hmm. of it reminds yep. me of that a lot. So I would definitely lean more towards Scotch in that regard. But I will say at the same time, like for sure, even that Balvenie twelve, like it's less because it's not as peated. I don't necessarily think of it as that Scotch. If I were, you know what I mean. So yeah. just because I have yeah, that connection, sure. I would put this more with the Scotch. But yeah, I would too. Um, it is crisper than you're at. Like like when I think of like. When I think of a crisp scotch, I think Glen Grant these days. Okay. Um, but I, I don't think you've had that one. It's um, it's very, like, it's like pears. It's like very just straight up fresh pears. Very peary. Um, and yeah, very peary. And, <laughs> um, and I think of like Irish whiskey is usually pear-like to me too. Um, this is pear-like and it's crisp. Um, but the finish really brings that depth to it that I wouldn't say is like a depth that you're like looking for, but it's more like a, it's more a richness to this. Okay. Um, but I, I definitely prefer Balvini to this. I will say, yeah. When you, so far. When you say richness, I say it's very rich. Um, yeah. It, it does. Like you say, like even just that bitterness kind of drops off a cliff. Well, I think after my last taste, and like it just sit, it sits heavy on your mouth, kind of. Um, mm, it really does, you know. And it's a uh, there's some I mean, the longer it sits there, it's it's definitely got some bitterness to it. But it's also I think like in the front of my palate, it's really just heavy. Like it just, um, yeah, kind of I, the vapors on the palate just linger there, but definitely very rich. Yeah. And you've had you've had Glendronic, right? Yes. Have I introduced you to that? Yes. Yeah. So that's like what I what I get from Glendronic is a density, a richness of sugariness um, mixed with that mm. raisininess. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have as much sugariness, but it has a lot of raisininess. But in my opinion, compared to Glendronic, at yeah. least. But it does. It, I mean, that some of that there is a definite sweetness there for sure. But I don't know if that's more of like the the sherry finish or not. But. Mm. Yeah. This is almost like a white sugar versus like Glendrona could be a brown sugar, yes. in my opinion. There you go. Um, I just added a little water. So did and I. And the nose was um, a little more muted, uh, but still like really fragrant yes. for sure. Um, but compared to like the neat pour, it was definitely a little toned down. Same notes altogether. Um, floral shows up a little more, in my opinion, really? on the water. Okay. Yeah, nose. Yeah, because I went the opposite direction. I thought floral got oh, yeah. muted, and I definitely feel uh, feel smell more of the fruit. A lot more. I think. Yeah, like a brighter fruit. Not so much like the the dark fruits. It's more like a pear, the apricot that you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And I noticed on the palate that it is a little bit almost peaty it's it's like that finish that bitter finish is like it really feels like a little fizzy in my mouth it's like when you sip on just pure soda water or like club okay. soda and it's like it kind of just like is bitter and apparently that's like carbonic acid which you know can impact the flavor which is soda water basically mm-hmm. um 
but it can like make the bitterness kind of taste in your mouth. And I feel a little bit of that at the finish, but with water, it almost is a little smoky. I can see it's that. It's weird. I see. I thought with the yeah. meat, I got a little, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just imagining, just saying, okay, this is a scotch. I'm kind of expecting for some of that smokiness to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the water, um, the bitterness for me, it's still there, but it's it's not like that drop off the cliff like you were saying. It's just subtly there to this time with the water. So Yeah, I like that. So I'm going to drop a cube. Drop Got that cube over here. It's like, bus driver, drop that cube. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, extreme home makeovers. Yeah, exactly. With like Ty Pennington or whatever it is. Is that still on? Bus driver. Is that still a thing? Oh, no. It's totally done. Okay. Yeah. But I always think of like, 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 drop the beat or like, drop that cube or like those kind of three chant parts. I always think, move that bus. Pimp my ride. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, have you added ice yet? I just did. The nose is like really strong again in mine. I think my cube was too big too, so I, I just took it out because I was just uh-huh. getting ice the first time. But yeah, mm. let's see. So what what were you saying? Yeah, it's a, it's what were you saying re- about the nose? It's like. Apricots front up in front, uh, but it's it's like much more. I think it's even more potent almost than the neat pour. Okay, what do you think? No, I mean i I would disagree. It being more potent for myself, I, although I will say I put do it. I put in a large ice cube. I definitely overestimated mm. on my size of my cube, but um. So my Luckily, my nose isn't as yeah, strong, but. I am definitely yeah. getting like peatiness now, a little bit of smokiness to it. Nice, yeah, yeah. Which is super interesting because I don't think they peat this one at all, but they might. I mean, typically they're known to not in the lowlands. But, but it's it's. I mean, it's. I mean, compared to you know, mm-hmm. like pretty much, yeah, it's not Lefroy super prominent. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. super there. But it's there mm-hmm. more than it was with um, the neat for sure, and more than it was with the the, uh, the water. Yeah, I think I like the ice pour the most. Yeah, have you sipped it yet? Are you sipping yeah. now? I'm. You know, I would it's, say I would, I'm not getting that bitterness. I would agree. The bitterness is just it dropped off the cliff and it dropped far, far away. Like the bitterness is yeah. not there with with the ice for sure. Yeah, and it's like it's a very pleasant ice pour. There's no like, there's no weird metallic. There and it and actually thickened up a little bit. I don't know if you sense that like viscosity wise. I not quite getting that. I think mm. definitely with uh, with when it was neat, it definitely sat heavy on my palate. Um, For sure, ice was super pleasant. I mean, very um, muted to me. Um, mm. I I don't. You know, I think it would just kind of depend on the mood I'm in. If I just, if I really feel, want to feel something robust, I'm definitely going to go, you know, lean more towards the neat side. Um, the, yeah. the nose on the neat, though, I'm telling you, that's probably one of my favorite, you know, noses I've gotten on a whiskey. It was for sure. Oh, amazing. Um, but I think my favorite is probably the water. I liked it with the water. So, yeah. 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 I like it. It's good. It's I mean, definitely, yeah. it's not. It's not like blowing my mind altogether. No, um, but it, like for a for a scotch, and for forty bucks or so. Yeah. yeah, this is good. Yeah, especially that price. Now that I think about it, it's like you can't buy a good scotch for like forty bucks. No, no, yeah. But I will say that nose alone. I'm. I mean, that might be one of my all time favorite noses. It was. Mm. It just fragrant. And just floral, fruity, amazing. And it just, like it wasn't like you didn't have to search for it. It just as soon as I got my nose came close to the glass, it was there. Yeah, yeah. But for forty dollars, I'm like, you know, that is that is a good bottle right there. Seriously, yeah. So um, I'm trying to put together a rating in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, yeah, let me think about this. I, yeah, I think I figured it out. Okay. Um, do you have one in your mind? I'll go first. You go first. I'm something. close. Okay. I would give this 
a mid seven. Oh, and we go with okay. a seven point six on this one. All right. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I would even put it in. I wouldn't put it in love it range though. Uh, I put it in like it range, and I think. I think it's very good, and the price is awesome, and that's yes. something that, you know, if I want a good scotch and I were able to find this at Total Wine or wherever I would go to get a, a scotch, that would be sweet because I, I would probably keep this on my shelf because of the price and how good it is for yeah. that. Like I said, I'd probably prefer like Balvini 12 to this, but for Balvini 12 being five years older than this, this is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, I'm blown away, um, but it's not... Like, I have a bunch of scotches that I prefer to this, but for that ice pour especially, yeah, I give it a 7.6. Nice. Um, yeah. Solid. Solid, Solid. for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking 7.5, 7.5. Um, Whoa. So, we're, real, we're pretty close there. I will say for the price, though, if you, I mean, if this was something that you could readily find, this is a daily drinker for sure. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you don't want to, I mean, just... Not a bad day, but just a rough day, need to unwind or, you know, just, you know, not a special occasion kind of thing. Or even just going over to yeah. a friend's house like, hey, this is a, a bottle. If it was available, I would pick up and it'd be, it'd be great to share. Um, so yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah, for $40, this is a phenomenal bottle. Um, and I figure a great introduction to scotch for absolutely. certain people too. Absolutely. This would be really good for that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, we keep comparing it to... I say Balvenie. You say Balvenie. Either way, we keep comparing it to that, and I think that's kind of what I do with with the twelve with the Balvenie. Is it's like you know yeah. people are like I don't like Scotch. Well, here's here's another one. You know, and uh, you know that's moderately. I think it's like what sixty five for uh, seven fifty. But yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, around yeah. that, which isn't which isn't bad. But I think people who like whiskey but don't like Scotch, this this you know. This is a good pour if you could find it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So if you All know right. if you know lots of international travelers, um, who yeah, have, you know, let us know. Comment on our post, and uh, we, we we would uh, put them to work. Yeah, we'll get them. <laughs> and while they're at it, get some like uh, Blanton straight from the barrel if they can. <laughs> yeah, which is like impossible to find these days. Yeah, anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um, so I guess we'll, uh, I guess, unless you want to mention anything more about the Heartwood, uh, I think we'll move over to our next segment. Absolutely. Let's do it. Anything? Uh, no. Okay, good. cool. Well, it is, what time is it, uh, Robbie? Do you know what time it is? Is it Whiskey World News time? It's time for Whiskey World News. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our favorite segment, Whiskey World News. This is a part of the show where we like to read a whiskey-related article in no way, shape, or form take credit for it. Um, in fact, it was written by Susanna Skyver Barton, and it's coming from The Whiskey Advocate. Um, and it is titled, We're Living in a Golden Age of Whiskey for Now. Um, the article was uh, printed, or I don't know, how would you say it? It's a... Uh, it was released, published? published. There we go. Yeah, it was published uh, December seventeenth. So my, I don't know if the, it's the most current of information, but I thought it was pretty interesting. So here we go. Yeah. Actually, it starts with update January eighth, twenty twenty, with the threat. Nice. Yeah, so it's, I guess it's updated. So never mind what <laughs> I just said. With the threat of one hundred percent tariffs on Scotch and Irish whiskey, and a whole lot more, including basically all wines from the EU looming. I've contacted the U.S. Trade Representative to voice my opposition. And here's the important part. You can, too, via this online form by leaving a comment on the review of action. So I think maybe that's something we should probably try to link to at some point for people to leave a comment. Yeah. Uh, But it says, I often say there's never been a better time to be a whiskey drinker. Sure, maybe 15 years ago you could pick up 25-year-old McCallum for under $500 and Diageo special releases bottles of Port Ellen while still considered luxury cost 110 euros in 2001 versus 4,500 for the recent release Port Ellen 39 year old. Once upon a time, Pappy Van Winkle went wanting for buyers and bottles of Weller Antique actually sold for the list price. And let's not talk about dusty, delicious bottles of bourbon that seemingly littered liquor stores in the early 2000s and what were more or less cleaned out by the mid 2008 or two aughts, mid aughts. 
what was a golden was that a golden age not really those bargain basement prices were due largely to the much smaller pool of whiskey drinkers bottles sat on the shelf because there were far fewer eager buyers good news for a select few drinkers trolling for deals not so positive for the whiskey industry which thrives on healthy demand the last decade or two has seen a demand and rise and now it's safe to say we're firmly in a boom of whiskey making and drinking one that i think will last for a generation this current age is even more whiskey to offer offered whiskey lovers than those heady days of cheap bottles. While many of the bigger names of whiskeys have gotten more expensive, there are plenty of others that have kept pricing in line with inflation, and still more that have sought to compete by arguably underpricing against their competition. I'm looking at you, Glenn Morangi. And there's still simply more whiskeys to choose from. Period. I report on new releases every Friday, and some weeks it's a full-time job just to keep up with the press releases about upcoming bottles. The United States now has 2,000 craft distilleries. Not all making whiskey, of course, but I wager a majority are. In the past 15 years, dozens of whiskey distillers have opened in India, Taiwan, Japan, and all across Europe. Ireland alone has gone from three distilleries in 2009 to dozen operating as of 2019. Scotland, too, nice. has seen new producers popping up, as has Canada. For many of these newcomers, it will be years before their whiskeys are mature enough and available enough to make a dent in the marketplace but their very existence proves how lucky we are as whiskey lovers to be around to cheer them on. So, what could possibly go wrong? Well, whiskey is getting more expensive, especially if you're a European drinking bourbon or American who loves single malt scotch, thanks to the tit-for-tat tariffs that European Union and U.S. have levied against each other's products. Um, The current American administration has announced the possibility of raising its 25% tariff on scotch to 100%. A blow that Ooh. yeah, <laughs> a blow that few, if any, companies could absorb without raising prices significantly. And even if you're an American who sticks to domestically made whiskey, your favorite bottles could be hit by a 400% tax increase on distillers as soon as a year from now, thanks to the expiration of the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act. This rollback huh. of excise taxes on the first 100,000 proof gallons made by distilleries was introduced two years ago with an expiration of December December 31st, 2019. Although right now it looks like Congress will pass a one-year extension on the tax break, there's no guarantee that it will eventually ever be made permanent. What that means is that craft whiskey distillers, pretty much all of whom will make well under 100,000 proof gallons a year, may have to figure out whether to raise prices or to take cost-saving measures like cutting jobs or scaling back production because they'll have less capital to buy grain and equipment. According to the survey by survey by American Craft Spirits Association, 5% of craft distilleries could for, be forced to close if this tax exempt tax cut expires. Any of these scenarios is bad for whiskey lovers and possibly the end of the whiskey boom. Huh. So cool, I got to ask you. A couple yeah. of questions here. If this uh, extension expires and taxes on whiskey goes up by 400%, are you paying 400% extra for any of your bottles? Or which uh, bottle so would they, you go for? I don't, okay, so yeah. So does that count? Because that's is that taxed to the distillery, uh, like an American distillery, or is that like a tariff incoming from? Like, is is that going to apply? Like, if this is bad, like, is that going to apply to like Buffalo Trace? So it says it just impacts. Um, what I, I believe it says to the first one hundred thousand proof gallons. So I think the larger distilleries that are above a hundred thousand um gallons won't be hit won't as be much. hit as much but some of your craft mm. ones are, are definitely going to be hit so huh. i guess what she's saying here is like this is a golden age of whiskey because there's so many options there's so many things coming out um yeah but will it be over because uh, of this I, you know, the, like I, my thought is like, there's a few bottles like craft wise that I'd be interested in. Technically, Willett's a craft distillery okay. and I'm like, in, or they're like, a, yeah, they're like, they're a smaller distillery and mm-hmm. I like love Willett products and I would really be, a, be bummed out if that price went up for that. Um, but you know, I look into history and like, like rye whiskey used to be like the dominant, uh, spirit of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was killed off because of taxes, mm-hmm. um, especially Pennsylvania taxes. Um, and I, I like I don't want that to happen again. Like I, I really appreciate this boom. So I almost want to I I want to hit up that that uh, form to like fill out and 
and like probably hit up my senator or something <laughs> like that. Because like there's, I mean, like not only do I believe in like good whiskey and people making good whiskey, mm-hmm. I, I really believe deeply in small business. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about this country is that people have the ability to start their own businesses and do well. But I think sometimes, you know, like like it was in the late 1700s, like I would hate for taxes to be uh, unjust, maybe not unjust, but like unreasonable um, to impact those small businesses that are really yeah. trying to do great things, but are the ones that are impacted most by that. So I like get stressed out about that. So yeah. I, I'm interested to check this out and see how I can help. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I think a big part of it is, you know, when you have more people trying at something, the more mm-hmm. like, like the more darts you throw to dartboard, the more we're going to hit on the bullseye, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so you're going to, you know, separate the chaff from wheat and something's going to rise to the top and something's going to be the next, oh my, mind-blowing bottle, you know? But yeah. if you limit who's able to participate in that with, you know, on the basis of capital and taxation, yeah. oh man, you know, you're looking, it's not looking good. <laughs> so, yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, That's a good man, article, Whiskey World News was the biggest downer of the show. No, but you could do something. You listeners. can. I mean, I, hopefully, yeah. We'll we'll try to link that um that uh you know article so we can see what we can do about it to extend that or whatever uh, on Instagram or whatever we yeah. do or Facebook or something like that. Um, yeah. So can I, I guess that leads us right? You go ahead. Well, uh, well, you mentioned Facebook. I, I'm gonna say this real quick. Facebook's lonely for chill filtered. I've you know, um, I will say Instagram. It's kind of fun. We have a lot of fun. It's definitely got a community, but yeah. Facebook's kind of lonely. Um, <laughs> so if you want, you know, like us, like if you're if you're a big Facebook booker, um, you know, definitely mm-hmm. check us out on Chill Filtered. I know Facebook's algorithms is harder for stuff to kind of show up as well. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to connect with us on Facebook, just you know, search us out. You know, once or twice a week, we try to post a couple of times on there. So definitely check us out on Facebook. But, yeah, for uh, sure. And thank you, Robbie, for taking that over because I hate Facebook altogether. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No worries. So while we're on social media, okay, what were the results of um, ah. of the uh, our last what whiskey would you choose? So like I totally want to gloat here, but I can't really because so we posted a poll on Wednesday, and I, I think we're gonna try to do that every you know Wednesday. What would you choose mm-hmm. whiskey? Um, and I texted Cole right afterwards. I'm like, dude, you are totally gonna win this. Um, because yeah, in my because right. I originally like. You know, Cole's like, I'm going to take Redbreast 12 uh, year cast strength on, on the trip. And I was like, well, I'm going to go a little more price effective kind of a thing. And if you were just to say, hey, do you want me to bring Redbreast or do you want to bring Old Granddad on the trip? I would say Redbreast. And I thought people are just going to vote for Redbreast, right? So yeah. that's where I got to eat my words in text form because Granddad, Old Granddad won. Like it was. Uh, yeah, by like, like 30, a lot. Almost like close to 30, like 25, 30% almost. Like. It was, yeah. it was, it was a, definitely a wide margin. So, um, but yeah. we did get a lot of so, good comments. I think, uh, Caleb's mentioned he would bring uh, maker's cast strength. I'm like, that's a good pick, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Good price point. Um, and taste and you got your, you know, bang for your buck on the, on the proofage. Yeah. And I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to look it up and try to mention it next week. Someone else on the Instagram page said, uh, Oh, uh, I think Joel Bradbury okay. was talking about, um, old granddad One Fourteen. Oh no, that was, no. um, I'm forgetting the, his name, but yeah. And then I think on our last, that's what I was thinking. Joel Bradbury, J Hodes 77 or something like that. Um, he mentioned that he likes a nice Isla or like, uh, I think he said, uh, Ardbeg Ugadal. It was one of the options he would really appreciate. Cause oh, it was like a nice and smoky, like right. a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of cool to see what people thought. So, so my one this week. Okay. Wait a minute. Is, oh, hold on real quick. It was pouring whiskey. The, the page pouring whiskey was like old granddad one fourteen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which is like, you know, which is a, which a is whole awesome. other level, but it's hard. Yeah. It's, I don't know if anywhere else, like I know it's easier in some places, but Idaho, that's hard to find. Otherwise I think I would have yeah. gone for that. So anyway, old granddad, yeah, sure. it won the whiskey, which whiskey would you choose Wednesday? So yeah. All right, Cole, let's get All fired right. up here. What's the, what's this week's dilemma? So here goes. Um, 
you are you're going over to a friend and the friend like likes whiskey but okay. he is hosting a party and he said hey man uh can you bring a whiskey to kind of just share with the party uh okay. and you're like okay i got 50 bucks for that um and so you go to total wine or like a, a store that has a decent selection uh but you want to have like where people you know are like intrigued by it but also are like yeah this is something i enjoy but maybe not something that's too like you don't want to get stag junior for this because that'll yeah. th- scare people away yeah. um but it's also about about 50 bucks and um and you want to you want people to be drawn in and you want to be, have a good story to it i guess so but does anything come to your mind in terms of that scenario so, what whiskey would you choose robbie what whiskey would i choose now you i had an idea until you said with a story yeah, mm-hmm. I want to draw him with this. I'm not okay. So you got to go first here, Cole, because now you you threw okay. you, the last second. You threw in this this last component of with the story. Sorry, you go first. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be a story, but more so when people ask you like, "What what is this?" and okay. you're like, "Oh, let me tell you." You know, you where you can kind of explain it a little bit. Okay. Um, I uh, I I've thought about it, and I haven't like I don't feel super confident about my choice. Um. But uh, I hate to go with something so simple in terms of just always good. But I think I'll go there. I, I, I would I would bring Eagle Rare. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's a thirty dollar bottle, and I think most people can very much appreciate it. And and normally people will be like, you know, they'll walk up to me and be like, "So what is this?" And you know, what? How do I best drink it? And I'll do the method that we've talked about, where you kind of hold your breath. And I won't get into that because we're kind of running up on time. But um, I'll like teach them the method of like kind of mm-hmm. holding your breath a little bit and letting the air back in a little bit after you take a swallow. And then, um, but yeah, that would kind of be my thought because it's like, everyone can agree with it. In my opinion. Okay. It's not too potent. It's 90 proof. And, um, and it's kind of got a, you know, like it's, it's got a story, at least in my book, yeah, <laughs> Eagle Rare sure. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So originally you're talking. And it mm-hmm. sounds like people aren't huge into whiskey. So I was going to kind of go, um, I was going to lean toward an Irish. And I was thinking, one of my favorite Ooh. Irishes right now that's semi formal is Teeling. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I like that a lot. But then we said a little bit of a story, something that you can go behind it. Um, that made me switch from that. I'm going to go Four Roses Small Batch. Um, Good stuff. I feel like that's like, most people can appreciate it. It's not super robust, but it is flavorful. It's good. Yeah. Um, price point is right, you know, like about $30, $35. Um, it's easy to find. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Four Roses Small Batch. That's perfect. I yeah. like that. And we'll find out. Uh, uh, we'll find out Wednesday. Yeah. We'll post it Wednesday. We'll vote on it. If you have more suggestions, please let us know. I think that was one of my favorite yeah. discussions this week is just seeing people chime in on that. So. Yeah, and then also, if you have any ideas of uh, maybe scenarios yeah. or you know uh, matchups that you want to do a, a what whiskey would you choose um, scenario, hit us up with that too. Um, Robbie, what do you think? Do you do you have visibility of all the uh, whiskeys that we have on our um, docket? Um, I'm close to them for sure. Okay. Does any of them? I can you pick one and it and it be American. Or is that is that out of range of view? Could that we can drink next week? That okay, is. hold. I'm, um, Caleb sent that Yellowstone. Oh yeah, Yellowstone Limited Edition. Or there was the, uh, ten year. Yeah, or there was the uh, um, the uh, what's the what's the oh Park City is it Park? What's the one? oh um uh, High West. High West. He sent the um Burry. Yeah, do we want to try that? One of those two. I'm thinking. Yeah, let's towards. do that. Do the high west? Uh let's do yeah, let's do the high west uh burr rye. Okay. Um, which is a I'll give a little bit of a hint, uh, a little spoiler alert. It is a bourbon mixed with a rye. And uh, it's from Park City, or at least the area of Park City, Utah. They they have a distillery outside of that area now. Um, but I think that'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah let's do that. That's fun. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. That's I, sweet. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry. 
<laughs> it's all good. I'm still getting the, I, I'm I mean, to get any, this down, man. <laughs> no, you're good. I think this was a great episode. I'm really, uh, I'm really stoked about this one. Well, if and if, our our listens are like way up this week, so you must awesome. be doing something right. I think yeah. I think people just feel bad for you, like losing Adam. <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> we like, gotta help give we gotta the listens, you know. But I will say this: I, I gotta, you know, I feel like uh-huh. we're kind of riding a wave right now, and I, I hope it continues. Me too. I think it will. I yeah. really do. I think we got a we got a nice jive jive action going down here. You know, and if no one else liked so. this episode, I feel good about it. Yeah, you feel good about it. We're happy yeah. with it. So two people are happy. Hopefully, we can get you know. Yeah, more. that's all that matters. <laughs> we got to be okay with ourselves and yeah. Self. So I hope. Uh, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you had a, a really fun time on your technically third episode, Robbie. I hope listeners are, are enjoying uh, what they're listening to and enjoying Robbie's sultry voice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm hoping that, you know, next week and, and the weeks to come, we'll, we'll enjoy some great whiskey with everyone. And feel free to drink along, uh, world and listeners out there. Uh, if you're drinking, if you have a High West Burrite, I hope that you uh, join us next week. But most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.